morning and welcome to Sister on Scripture. This is Ann Wilson, something about that name. Please enjoy. All right, the rooster has crowed, so I hope everyone is awake and got their coffee or their caffeine or whatever it'll be um, to get your day going. And we're going to start into some scripture this morning. I'm so glad to have you all here. 
on this uh, dreary Monday here in South Carolina. We had a beautiful weekend after some bad weather last week. Um, really crazy weather last week. Not saying that it was government instrumented, but you know, it, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, looks like a duck, you know, chances are it's a duck, right? And we all know I know ducks because I have ducks. Y'all have heard them, likely. So, yeah, um, it was a very strange week um, last week. And we did wrap up. Um, we finally finished. Well, I don't mean finally finished, but we finished the book of Isaiah, um, which was, gosh, that was a really good book. Um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I think a lot of people did as well. Um, just, you know, good reminders in there. In that book today i've been kind of praying and it, it's been on my heart for a little while to start into the book of daniel so today surprise we're gonna dive into the book of daniel and we'll work on the his 12 12 chapters to this book so it's relatively short um so i don't think you know it's not going to be a long one and i i really was I was torn on it because I wanted to go through Ezekiel first, but Father God kept telling me, no, we're going to Daniel. So for some reason, we're going to Daniel this morning. Um, any prayer requests that y'all have, I will take those during the chat. I like that uh, on Flightwork, Flightworks Mary and Ron's, this is an official Godcast show, which comes on Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Y'all should catch that if you haven't. But they do prayers and testimonies, and I love it um, that they do the exact same thing that I do because it's important for us to be praying for each other and lifting each other up, just like Mila had posted in Christ Followers and the prayers. So for Bards FM, he's doing Mended Knee Friday prayers, and at 4 p.m. Eastern, every Friday, um, he takes the prayer requests that people have posted and asked for prayers on, and he'll read them. We all pray over them all together. And one of the first Fridays that he had done this, Mila had shared a prayer request over there in Christ Followers on Telegram. And that's uh, Christ Followers 7 on Telegram, if anybody's not over there and wants to join and I'll put the link in the podcast as well. It's open for everyone. Um, but she had posted in there. She lives in Chile. And they they do a lot of things that are different than what we do. Um, they don't have all of the advancements that we have here. Which in some ways, you know, I think it's a really good thing. Um, just because they can... Um, they have more community, and from what I can tell, they, they know how to, to do things more efficiently than what we can. And so, she we had prayed for her and for her health, and we got a wonderful praise report that I'd like to read on here today because it just touched me a lot. Um, it was very special, and, and it was just the way that God works. And when we devote our time to him and our prayers, he'll answer those if that's what his will is. And so this praise, um, Mila says, it's not a prayer request, but a praise. The days following the prayers for me brought many blessings. 
a younger man, 50-ish, recently moved to our little valley. He is a goat guy who is taking over abandoned vineyards and has borrowed most of my goats that are too young to breed in order to clear and keep clear the vineyards. This has reduced my workload significantly as now I only have to have hay cut for two goats. Then, as if that was not enough, the municipality provided me with three with a 300-gallon water tank and is keeping it filled with potable water. I no longer have to haul water from the river almost 200 yards from my house. Finally, another gentleman is cutting the alfalfa for the two goats that I still have at home. This takes all the stress from super hard labor off my damaged mitral heart valve, which is one, one thing that we had prayed for. I feel so much better and blessed and grateful for loving God who showered me with so many blessings. I'm grateful also to all of you and Scott for your prayers. I love you all. Praise God in his holy name. I almost teared up when I was, when I read that this morning because Mila has had um, a, a rough rough time and I live in the South, you know, I live in South Carolina and we are very fortunate weather-wise for, for growing. We have a very long growing season um, comparable to most to where we've got a very good temperate climate. Um, we got a lot of humidity, but that's really the only downfall. And where she's at, we were chatting last year about how in the mornings she is bundled up like kind of like how paper bag Patriot is in Canada on their winter mornings, you know, just bundled up trying to layer, layer, layer because it's so cold in the mornings. Then by the afternoons, it's incredibly hot, like hundreds and above hundreds. And then back at night, it's the same thing. So she's having to constantly change clothing as well. And I'm sure, you know, you probably do get adjusted to it, but it's like, wow, you know, there's a lot of things that, that when you see how others live and, and go through and the things that they, you know, that we take for granted, just like when, when we have power outages, you know, we really notice how much we're relying on the power grid and the, the comforts, you know, and it, it put into perspective when you see others that are doing things that, you know, you, you have easily, you know, and it, it just really, I don't know, it hit me hard this morning because I was like, wow, you know, we, I've already got peas growing and, and stuff coming up. Whereas, you know, she's down there struggling with all kinds of, like, you know, they finally got peanut butter. That's how it is. They finally got peanut butter to where they can have it in the country. So yeah, but yeah, prayers, I love prayers. So anybody that has any um, before I get too much off topic and we don't get into any of the word of Daniel, um, just put them in the chat. I've got the one or I see the one already for Flightworks Mary and we'll pray over everything at the end. Um, I just think that's beautiful. So the book of Daniel, I'm just going to give you an introduction. I am reading out of the NASB 1977 edition. Daniel went to Babylon during the first deportation in 606 BC. 
He and other members of the Judean royal and noble families were given special training to serve in the Babylonian court. He quickly gained a reputation as an interpreter of dreams and riddles, which led to his appointment to a high, gov to high government post. As an old man, Daniel served in the Medo-Parisian administration after Babylon fell in 539 BC. He was unlike the other prophets in that he did not go around saying, Thus says the Lord. Instead, he was primarily an interpreter of dreams and riddles and a recipient of visions himself. The book falls naturally into two parts. In the first six chapters, Daniel spoke in the third person about activities involving himself and his three Jewish companions, and he interpreted dreams and riddles. Sorry, this chicken is like really starting to annoy me out there. Um, we've got the new equipment, most of it. I'm um, still waiting on the lap my laptop to come in and the soundboard. And I can get this moved up um, to where you don't have all of those sounds. Well, they are annoying and they make me lose my place and, and train of thought. May he, um, he interpreted the dreams and riddles that were received by others. In chapters 7 through 12, he spoke in the first person about visions which he himself received. Some of the most well-known stories in the Old Testament are found in Daniel, especially those about Daniel's three friends in the fiery furnace um, that we'll go over in Daniel 3, and Daniel in the lion's den that we'll cover in Daniel 6. The book has become a modern battleground on two counts. Liberal scholarship places the writing of the book in the middle of the 2nd century BC, whereas conservatives generally believe it was written by Daniel in the 6th century BC. Secondly, scholars have been divided on the precise historical identification of features of the visions. The book has many important passages, but Daniel 12.12 stands out as the clearest Old Testament reference to the resurrection of the dead. The key Old Testament passage behind Jesus' application of the term, term Son of Man to himself is Daniel 7.13. Material in Daniel is either quoted or alluded to in Revelation, and only two chapters are without some background in Daniel. And Revelation is where we're going to go after Daniel. Um, tonight, actually on Thursday night, um, if all goes well, I'm planning on, hopefully um, since last Monday we had the storms and we wasn't able to have Duncan and Jeff on. Jeff can't come on tonight, um, so I've asked and he is able to come on on Thursday. I'm just waiting to hear back and see if Duncan can come on on Knickknacks on Thursday and if so, we are going to be talking about end times. So this will kind of, you know, lead into it really well. Daniel chapter 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judea, or Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the vessels of the house of God. And he brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, 
and he brought the vessels into the treasury of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, the chief of his officials, to bring in some of the sons of Israel, including some of the royal family and of the nobles, for use in whom was no defect. Oh, sorry, not for. That was the chapter number. See, those chats really got me distracted. Flightworks Mary says she loves it, the wildlife. But that's because she doesn't have chickens, y'all. She doesn't have them. I love my chickens. Don't get me wrong. I do. But they can get uh, annoying. The hubby is uh, in their own enclosures, too. So that way they will uh, be put up. Yeah, she says yet. But yeah, yeah. The, wait, girl. Just make sure they're contained where you can have them be where you want them to be. But you're going to hear them. You'll hear them. So I'm going to start that over. 1-3. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, the chief of his officials, to bring in some of the sons of Israel, including some of the royal family and of the nobles, youths in whom was no defect, who were good-looking, showing intelligence in every branch of wisdom, endowed with understanding and discerning knowledge, and who had ability for serving in the king's court. And he ordered him to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily ration from the king's choice food and from the wine which he drank, and appointed that they should be educated three years, at the end of which they were to enter the king's personal service. Now among them from the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Then the commander of the officials assigned new names to them, and to Daniel he assigned the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he had drank. So he sought permission from the commander of the officials that he might not defile himself. Now God granted Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the commander of the officials. And the commander of the officials said to Daniel, I am afraid of my Lord, the king, who has appointed your food and your drink. For why should he see your faces looking haggard, more haggard than the youths who are your own age? Then you would make me forfeit my head to the king. But Daniel said to the overseer, whom the commander of the officials had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days, and let us be given some vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be observed in your presence, and the appearance of the youths who are eating the king's choice food, and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listed them in his matter and tested them for ten days. And at the end of the ten days, at the end of ten days, their appearance seemed better, and they were fatter than all the youths who had been eating the king's choice food. So the overseer continued to withhold their choice food and the wine they were to drink and kept giving them vegetables. And as for the these four youths, God gave them knowledge and intelligence in every branch of literature and wisdom. Daniel even understood all kinds of visions and dreams. Then at the end of the days, 
which the king had specified for presenting them, the commander of the officials presented them before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king talked with them, and out of them all, not one was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's personal service. And as for every manner, matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king consulted them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and conjurers who were in all who were in all his realm. And Daniel continued until the first year of Cyrus the king. For Daniel 2, 4 through 7, 28. The middle section of this book is written in Aramaic rather than in Hebrew. The language of most of the Old Testament, um, Hebrew is what the Old Testament was written in. The New Testament's written in Greek, except for the middle section of this. The post-exilic book of Ezra also has two sections, which are in Aramaic, um, Ezra 4, 8 through 6, 18 and 7, 12 through 26. There is some Aramaic in Jeremiah 10, 11, and in Genesis 31, 47. Aramaic was the accepted diplomatic language in the time of Shinnacherib in 2 Kings 18, 26. From non-biblical evidence, the language can be traced as early as the 9th century BC, and centuries before the birth of Jesus, it had already been, it already replaced Hebrew as the local vernacular of, the, of Palestine. When New Testament writers refer to Hebrew, it is usually Aramaic. Daniel 2, the king's forgotten dream. Now in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams, and his spirit was troubled, and his sleep left him. Then the king gave orders to call in the magicians, the conjurers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So they came in and stood before the king, and the king said to them, I had a dream, and my spirit is anxious to understand the dream. Then the Chaldeans spoke to the king in Aramaic, O king, live forever. Tell the dream to your servants, and we will declare the interpretation. Sounds like uh, like Joseph, you know. Joseph was an interpreter of dreams, so. <laughs> the king answered and said to the Chaldeans, The command from me is firm. If you do not make known to me the dream and its interpretation... You'll be torn limb from limb, and your houses will be made a rubbish heap. But if you declare the dream and its interpretation, you'll receive from me gifts and a reward and great honor. Therefore, declare to me the dream and its interpretation. They answered a second time and said, Let the king tell the dream to his servants, and we will declare the interpretation. The king answered and said, I know for certain that you are bargaining for time inasmuch as you have seen that the command from me is firm, that if you do not make the dream known to me, there is only one decree for you. 
For you have agreed together to speak lying and corrupt words before me until the situation is changed. Therefore, tell me the dream that I may know that you can declare to me its interpretation. The Chaldeans answered the king and said, There is not a man on earth who could declare the matter for the king, inasmuch as no great king no great king or ruler has ever asked anything like this of any magician, conjurer, or Chaldean. Moreover, the thing which the king demands is difficult, and there is no one else who could declare it to the king except gods, whose dwelling place is not with mortal flesh. Because of this, the king became indignant and very furious and gave orders to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain, and they looked for Daniel and his friends to kill them. Then Daniel replied with discretion and discernment to Arioch, the captain of the king's bodyguard, who had gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, the king's commander, For what reason is the decree from the king so urgent? Then Arioch informed Daniel about the matter. So Daniel went in and requested of the king that he would give him time in order that he might declare the interpretation to the king. Then Daniel went to his house and informed his friends Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah about the matter in order that they might request the compassion from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that Daniel and his friends might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, But the name of God be blessed forever and ever, for wisdom and power belong to him. And it is he who changes the times and the epochs. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to men of understanding. It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. To thee, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise. For thou hast given me wisdom and power. Even now thou hast made known to me what we requested of thee. For thou hast made known to us the king's matter. Therefore Daniel went in to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and spoke to him as follows. Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me to the king's presence, and I will declare the interpretation to the king. Then Arioch hurriedly brought Daniel into the king's presence and spoke to him as follows. I have found a man among the exiles from Judah who can make the interpretation known to the king. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen? And, and its interpretation. Daniel answered before the king and said, As for the mystery about which the king has inquired, neither wise men, conjurers, magicians, nor diviners are able to declare it to the king. However, there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will take place in the latter days. This was your dream and the visions in your mind while on your bed. As for you, O king, while on your bed, your thoughts turned to what would take place in the future, 
and he who reveals mysteries had made known to you what will take place. But as for me, this mystery has not been revealed to me for any wisdom residing in me more than in a, any other living man, but for the purpose of making the interpretation known to the king and that you may understand the thoughts of your mind. This is the first of the dreams which Daniel interpreted and the one which secured him both his reputation as a dream interpreter and a high government post. Daniel refused to take credit for any of his knowledge, giving it entirely to God. This had a very profound effect on Nebuchadnezzar because after Daniel gave him the interpretation, he himself attributed the gift to Daniel's God, whom he praised in glowing terms. You, O king, were looking, and behold, there was a single great statue. Statue. That statue, which was large and of extraordinary splendor, was standing in front of you, and its appearance was awesome. The head of that statue was made of fine gold, its breast and its arms of silver, its bellies and its thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly, partially of iron and partly of clay. You continued look until a stone was cut out without hands, and it struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and crushed them. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed all at the same time and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them was found. But the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This was the dream. Now we shall tell its interpretation before the king. You, O king, are the king of kings, to whom God of heaven has given the kingdom, the power, the strength, and the glory. And wherever the sons of men dwell, or the beast of the field, or the birds of the sky, he has given them into your hand and has caused you to rule over them all. You are the head of gold. And after you, there will arise another kingdom inferior to you, then another third kingdom of bronze, which will rule over all the earth. Then there will be a fourth kingdom, as strong as iron, inasmuch as iron crushes and shatters all things. So like iron that breaks in pieces, it will crush and break all these in pieces. And in that you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, it will be a divided kingdom, but it will have in it the toughness of iron inasmuch as you saw the iron mixed with common clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of pottery, so some of the kingdom will be strong and part of it will be brittle. And in that you saw the iron mixed with the common clay they will combine with one another in the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another, even as iron does not combine with pottery. The Divine Kingdom. Three, uh, 2.44 And in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed, and that kingdom will not be left for another people. It will crush and put an end to all these kingdoms, but it... it 
will itself endure forever. And as much as you saw that with a, that a stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it crushed the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king that it will take place in the future. So the dream is true and its interpretation is trustworthy. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face and did homage to Daniel and gave orders to present him an offering and fragrant incense. The king answered Daniel and said, Surely your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries, since you have been able to reveal this mystery. See, that's where Nebuchadnezzar is giving praise to Daniel's God, our God. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts, and he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief perfect over all the wise men of Babylon. And Daniel made request of the king, and he appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the administration of the province of Babylon while Daniel was at the king's court. Daniel 3, the king's golden image. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold, the height of which was 60 cubits, and its width, its width, six cubits. Six um, is the number of man. It's what represents the man. Um, it also has to deal with, like, why they measured out their... I believe it has to deal with why their measurements were given in certain particular ways. But that's for another time. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, sent word to assemble the, assemble the satraps, the perfects, the government governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the satraps, the perfects, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces were assembled for dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, To you the command is given, O peoples, nations, and men of every language, that at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, bagpipe, and all kinds of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, bagpipe, and all kinds of music, all the peoples, nations, and men of every language fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. For this reason, at that time, Certain Chaldeans came forward and brought charges against the Jews. They responded and said to Nebuchadnezzar the king, O king, live forever. You yourself, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, 
psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music is to fall down and worship the golden image. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the administration of the province of Babylon, namely Shadrach, Meshach, and Abnego. These men, O king, have disregarded you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and anger, gave orders to bring Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you are ready, at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made very well. But if you will not worship, you will immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. And what God is there who can deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abnego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with wrath, and his facial expression was altered towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abnego. And he answered, or he answered by giving orders to heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain valiant warriors who were in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abnego in order to cast them into the furnace of blazing fire. Then these men were tied up in their trousers, their coats, their caps, and their other clothes, and were cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. I'm sorry, I skipped a little section there. No, I didn't. I thought I did, but I didn't. For this reason, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace had been made extremely hot, the flame of the fire slew those men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abnego. But these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abnego, fell into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire still tied up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astounded and stood up in haste. He responded and said to his high officials, Was it not three men we cast bound into the midst of the burning of the fire? They answered and said to the king, Certainly, O king. He answered and said, Look, I see four men loosed and walking about in the midst of the fire without harm. And the appearance of the fourth is like, a son of the gods. The identity of this fourth individual has long been a source of speculation. 
although the text does not provide enough information to make a determination. Some have even thought it was Jesus in a pre pre-incarnation manifestation. Seems like Gabby is wanting to get in on the action with all the other farm animals today. Ay, ay, ay. Three twenty-six. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near the door of the furnace of blazing fire. He responded and said, "Shadrach, Meshach, and Abnego, come out, you servants of the Most High God, and come here." Then Shadrach, Meshach, Abnego. And Abnego, a bad Nego, came out of the midst of fire, and the satraps, the perfects, the prefects, the governors, and the king's high officials gathered around and saw in regard to these men that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men, nor was the hair of their heads singed, nor were their trousers damaged, nor had the smell of fire even come upon them. Okay, so I've got I got help here. Y'all know how I am with pronunciations. Abendigo, Abendigo. Is that right? I'm sure everybody else has probably had fun laughing at me on that one. I I laugh at myself too, especially when I can say like Nebuchadnezzar and have it right, but Abendigo. Abednego. Nego. I can't say right. There's just some words. I don't know. <laughs> you guys have. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who put their trust in him, violating the king's command and yielded up their bodies so as not to serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or tongue that speaks anything offensive against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses reduced to a rubbish heap inasmuch as there is no other god who is able to deliver in this way then the king caused shadrach meshach and abednego to prosper in the province of babylon i might get it right by the end of it too i might have it down y'all guys taught me something today how about that All right, so let's see. We've got looking to see how long I'm gonna stop um, here at three because four is a little bit long, and uh, it's we're already hit 45 minutes. And I try to uh, today I got to keep it under an hour because it's my anniversary, and my husband will be home for lunch, and I want to be able to not be on here um, when he gets here. Um, tonight, like I said, I'll be on tonight at seven, um, Eastern time for knickknacks. We'll pick up Daniel four on 
Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I'm going to play us a little bit of... Um, oh, thank you guys for the happy anniversary wishes. I'm going to play a little quick tune and give y'all a chance to get any other um, prayer requests in. I saw Wednesdays and I saw Flightworks Mary already. Um, but if we've got any other... Just let me know. And you can put them in the chat. I was trying to find the one I had the other day. Sixteen years. All right, guys, do we have any other prayer requests? I've got Mary's and I've got Wednesday 17s. Um, I, it doesn't matter who wants to. If you want to post a bazillion prayer requests, I, we'll just be here a little bit. That's okay. If we got all that we need to pray over, then we'll pray over it. We're two or more gathered, and that's where he's going to be. Sherbert, Shirley, thank you for the flowers, honey. I appreciate that very much, darling. All right, uh, Mary, is your grandson's name, uh, is it Elysian, Elysian, Ellison? I want to get the pronunciation right. Elysian? Elysian. Is that it? That's a pretty name. Elysian.
means heavenly. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, okay. That, okay. Elysian. Elysian. Yeah. That's, oh, now I, yes. Elysian Lee. That's pretty. That means, Lee means meadow. Heavenly meadow. That's beautiful. Anybody else got any other prayer request? I did hear that, um, I don't know if y'all followed Dirt Road Discussions or not. Um, I have not verified this yet, but I was told, and, you know, I hate to get a rumor mill going, but I'm pretty sure somebody's not going to lie about this. But I heard that Danny over there um, passed away over the weekend. Um, I think it was Friday or Saturday. He passed away. I think it was Friday. Like I said, I've not had a chance to verify that. Um, I'm just, I, I'm chatting so that way I don't have the empty space. So also why um, this is important too. But I want to give y'all time so y'all can still, if you got any other prayer requests, go ahead and get them in. Because once I get finished with this, I'll, we'll pray. But now, um, this weekend, Brianna, I know a lot of you have given support to Brianna. I saw a little red that popped in. She's driving. So... Um, she's donated and Emily is donated. Hey, morning, Emily. I'm glad to see you here. Um, so, and Jeff did several did. So thank you guys for who donated for, um, her indoor music group that she's doing. They had their first competition. The only one that's in state they had on Saturday. Um, they spend all weekend though at these, at their practices and everything else. So they're, Friday at 6 o'clock till Sunday at 2 p.m. They are practicing when they're not sleeping and eating. Um, but they, in their group, there were three three teams that competed. And both times, their, their runs, um, they scored third place, which sounds great, but it was third out of three. So, unfortunately, they got last. Um so we were just, we were busy with that. They did, I thought they did wonderful. Um, maybe it's just me as the mom, you know, but I think a lot, of, I mean, it was a hard competition. The other groups that went on were very, very good as well. So, I mean, it was just um, one of those things that, um, you know, it was just the best, best team. So next week they're supposed to go to Atlanta and this is the, uh, it's called the WGI Winter Guard International is um, what it is. She does, she plays percussion. And they were supposed to go to Atlanta next weekend. But because of the way they did this weekend, they were going to practice some more, which they're, they're constantly changing up their, their routine and everything else. So, and this is their first time performing. So, I mean, there's going to be issues. But um, I wanted to let y'all know that because we have an awesome family here that has 
has just, you know, really, we all support each other. And I think that's absolutely beautiful how everybody just, we do. We just all show so much support and love for one another. And it was so, so generous of y'all to donate and, and help her out towards her goal on that. Um, that I wanted to let y'all know kind of an update on what's going on there. And, you know, I, I share my life with y'all. We are family. Exactly, Emily. We are family here. And I will post the, um, if it will let me, I have a video of their performance. The quality is not great because where I was sitting, um, there was a light coming in at me at the angle that caught that. It made the little green squares kind of pop up. But I'll try to get that posted in Christ followers because that's where most everybody is at that's seen the support for her and everything else. So y'all can see my little girl in action. She ain't so little no more. She's 18, but she's still my baby. Anyway, okay, so I've chatted enough now. And we're going to go ahead and pray. So if you'll bow your heads and close your eyes, unless you're driving. Um, little Red, please don't close your eyes driving, darling. God understands, I know. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us this space and time together for allowing me to be here and everyone else that was here just to, to be able to come together and and discuss our lives with you and and with each other and and just worship you, God, and and get to know you better and and develop more discernment. Um, because as we read your word. It gives us more and more clarity into how we should to live our lives and, and help others. And in these times, these, these hard times that, that seem to be just stressful and, and meant to make you discouraged and, and to make us turn away from you, Father God. It's, it's wonderful to have family that's, that, that also is able to, provide prayers and love and support and, and, and that know and, and are there for you, Father. So I thank you for, for these people and, and for everybody that you've brought us together. Um, it's just a beautiful, amazing gift. I thank you for, for Mila, for the gifts that you give her, um, and those wonderful blessings to help her out with the goats and, and with her little homestead and, and getting things set for her so she is able to help provide for others and and for our sister mary um father god thank you for blessing us with her and i just praying that you are with her kids and her grandson elysian as um you know he's turning three and and she's got an unspoken prayer father that you know the need so i just pray that you're with her and and keep being with her and ron father as they are doing this uh this godcast and the testimonies father just just keep sending those testimonies to them and and helping them to bring other people to find and follow jesus because that's what it's about is finding any and everyone that might be lost that is our mission is to go find the lost and bring them to you father and, and so i just pray that you lift them up for Wednesday 17s for her household and friend that's had a hip replacement father I just pray that that you're with them father forgive my dogs for barking during the prayer it seems my zoo today is wanting to be a literal zoo 
instead of a thorn. Father God, I, I pray for baby Frank and that the sickness that he's going through, that the ivermectin, if that doesn't work, that you just provide your cure, Father, and your healing. And and for the family of Danny over at Dirt Road Discussions, who who he lost, he him and, and Dr. Zelenka both have been, you know, very strong advocates of of the other methods that you want us to be able to use and have and that the evil is trying to take away, Father God. I just pray for for their peace and comfort of the family, that they know that he is is with you and that they may shout with joy and and love and the fact that you know, he is at peace now and he is dancing up there with you, Father God, because he was a believer and a follower. To all those that are lost, Father God, I just pray that you bring comfort and clarity and peace into their life. Um, that you that you find somebody that you work through to speak to them, Father, that you give them deliverance from the chains of of the of sin, that slavery of sin, Father. Just release them from it and let them be free. Father God, for anyone that's just needing you right now, please, Father, just be with them and meet their needs. Continue to show them the blessings. Father, we love you. And we're just so so blessed and, and grateful to have you as our provider. Um, and knowing that we don't have to fear anything but you. Nothing in this world can harm us because we have you as our father as our provider, as the one that gives us everything. And there's nothing that's going to be able to ever, ever take that away, Father. So for anybody that's scared or or, or has that fear of what may come, Father, I just pray for their peace, for their, you know, for their calmness and for them to know that through you, we're okay. Even through death, though death is sad. And it's, it was meant to be sad because you didn't want us to have to suffer. And, and, and Jesus even wept. And we all weep at, at death and tragedy. But Father God, it's when we have that salvation, when we know you and, and we walk with you, we know that, Father God, that we're going to be with you. We're not going to be stuck in this this place. We're not part of this world. We're not meant to be here and Father, we just we know that we're going to be able to be with you, with no pain and and no suffering, and no evil, nothing but light, no darkness. So Father, for those that are that are questioning or wondering, I just lift them up to you, and I let you do your healing wonders on them. Father, thank you for the love of Jesus for sending us your Son and allowing us to have that salvation that we do not deserve, but we are granted. It's in His name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Guys, I'm so sorry about the dogs and the birds. Oh, man. Normally, they are calm with me, but um, my, my patients are getting tested today, I think. So, I apologize for the barky barkies during prayer. Yeah, it's real. It's not edited, not scripted. <laughs> Completely raw. Um, 
I love you guys. I'm going to play that same song that I had on earlier. I had I just found it, actually. And it was so beautiful that we're going to listen to it again. I love you, sweet tea. I'm glad to see you here, hon. I missed you earlier. I was wondering where you were. All right, this is Ann Wilson. Something about that name. Don't apologize, honey. Don't apologize. It's okay. You know what? I'm glad you're here. You're here now, and, you know, it's recorded. It'll be up later. Um, thank you all, though, for being here. I do truly love you guys, and I'm so blessed to have you in my life. Um, once the song's over, I'll go ahead and end it, and I'll be back tonight. God willing, 7 p.m. Eastern. Y'all have a blessed day, and I'll see you around online. Bye, guys.